Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie. Welcome back to another edition of the Matter of Faction podcast, episode 44. We do it every week for the Handshake Media Network. Price War is in self-isolation right now and just rimming with glee or brimming with glee at the moment because you're getting through this and you're stoked on life. Oh, man. You know what? I think I'm finally, finally getting a handle on this isolation thing. I, I think... I think I've, you know, it's just taken me a couple of weeks of, of uh, adjustment and acclimating to my, uh, to my surrounds at home. And I think, I think I'm finally there. I think I've, uh, you know, I've embraced it. I'm working from home. It's all good. You're doing push-ups every day. You're sharing it on social media. Like, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff should be motivational. I just look at that and go, oh, no, I'm just, I'm just tired watching Pricey do these push-ups. But, you know, <laughs> it's interesting to see the different ways that people are keeping busy and occupied during Dealing these isolation times. Yeah. So, you know, you're doing the more fitness stuff. I'm enjoying videos of, like, what Every Time I Die did earlier this week, which we'll touch on a little bit later on. So, like, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's a great way that bands are taking the most of what's happening around them and offering stuff to fans to help them tide them over during this time. Yeah, I think, you know, as, as naff as some of the, you know, there's like little chalkboards and, you know, people putting up signs and all that, that sort of stuff are, like as naff as that is, the sentiment is bang on. I think, you know, what artists are doing in order to keep us entertained during this time, all of that sort of stuff, you know, you know, musicians, comedians, writers, you know, video makers, you know, the creative people of the world. I think people really need to remember this stuff, that this is what got you through. Yeah, exactly. You know, Spot this on. time, you know. As naff as the putting it out on a chalkboard out on, at the front of your cafe is, you know, I think, it, you know, the sentiment is bang on. Yeah. And look, we'll talk about what uh, other bands are doing to help us get through this time, but uh, let's throw to Ebony's story with the heavy news. Take it away. Hello, and yeah, the new music isn't slowing down while we're all in quarantine. Angels and Airways debuted a new track the other day. It's called All That's Left Is Love, and no, it's not the new single for the new album, but all proceeds will go to Feeding America's COVID-19 Relief Fund. That's great. Go give that one a spin. Oh, and you know what else happened? Blink-182 featured Miley Cyrus on their song, I Really Wish I Hated You. And you know, I'm not mad at it. You'll have to give it a listen. Tell us what you reckon. Yeah. And Lachlan Watt from Triple J's The Racket, well, he and Mike Deslanders debuted a new project called Run this week. Their very first single is called For You, and to say it's a heavy hitter is a major understatement. Spring Loaded Festival has rescheduled its dates and will now be running in November. If you haven't heard of this festival, it's been described as the ultimate 90s rock festival, and it features a bunch of bands like Grinspoon, Regurgitator, Magic Dirt, and a bunch more. It's going to be great. And I'll leave you with something fun. It seems as if August Burns Red aren't getting bored in quarantine because they invited Silverstein's frontman Shane Told online for a cover of No Effects' Linoleum. They're all playing from their houses. You can see their setups and everything. It's come together super well. Go check that one out too. Well, happy isolation and stay heavy. Oh, thank you, Ebony. Always a breath of fresh air. I love hearing from Ebony every week. And uh, yeah, Brownie, what's... What's been what's been cranking you up this week? Look, it's you know we, we normally talk about all the the happy stuff that's happening around the world, but uh, we have to touch on something absolutely devastating. Um, Falling in Reverse sadly lost their rhythm guitarist Derek Jones uh, this morning. Actually, Ronnie Radke put the tweet out about it. Sadly, he's passed away, and it's just it's shocking 
when this when something like this happens because as music fans we think all of our you know favorite musicians and heroes and idols are indestructible especially at such a young age i mean uh derek was only 35 years old when um you know he's sadly lost his life and this guy's had a pretty tumultuous few years like his wife um christina she uh, suffered from cancer not too long ago, got over that. Sadly, it came back again, and she passed away uh, late last year, just before the band came down under to Good Things Festival. And um, there was a period of time where Ronnie and the band were saying that they weren't too sure if they're going to be able to make it out, but Derek said, like, not, no, he, he wants to come down and play these shows to, to continue the legacy going, that kind of thing. So, like, it's such a devastating thing to see that something like this has happened in such a short amount of time. Yeah, it, any sort of tragedy like that in someone's life is always going to take a toll. And, yeah, um, you know, obviously we don't know the circumstances of, of Derek's passing and all that sort of stuff, and it doesn't really pay to speculate. But, yeah. uh, you know, the, the tragedy of something like that, someone so young, uh, and, and like you said, man, this is the thing, is we, we think of these people as idols. Yeah. And idols have an immor you know, the, the the implication of being an idol as such has that implication of almost immortality, you know. Yeah, There's exactly. That like sort of, that like we can't imagine anything will ever happen to them and they will always be with us. And the 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 beautiful thing about that is in a way they are. Like the music that they make will always be with us. You know, yeah. when, when when those you know those those ones that past that hit us really hard, you know, for me, the ones in recent memory that, that have hit really hard for me, you know, uh, you know, Chester Bennington and yeah. uh, Chris, Chris Cornell, Cornell and Prince and, you know, like people like Tom that. Tom Searle. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, you know, oh yeah. God, yeah. Like there's so many that you, you never would have expected something like that to happen. Uh, no. but, then, but then when it does, like, I guess, you know, this, you know, when the news broke out this morning, I was sitting there for a while, got the story up online about it all. And then like the, the longer I sat on there thinking about it all, the longer it started to hit me. And then I realized, you know, Falling in Reverse is a band that I've been following since Ronnie got booted out of uh, Escape the Fate and then started this one. And Derek was the only original member alongside Ronnie. So, you know, to see yeah. Ronnie put the tweet out this morning and say, you know, Derek was the guy that picked him up from jail all those years ago when he finally got out. And they then moved forward together to start the band. So not only has Ronnie lost a fellow bandmate, he's lost his best mate. And that that's yeah. the thing that, it hits, it hits harder, I guess, you know, because you look at these people and you realise they're just like us. You know, yes, they're on a stage. Yes, they're performing songs. Yes, we relate to it all. But at the end of the day, they've got best mates. They've got family. And, you know, they go yeah. through the same stuff we go through. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's... It's... It's a, it's a rough and devastating one, and, you know, our thoughts go out to Derek's family, bandmates, friends, uh, friends, everyone like that. Yeah, but, you know, same, yeah. just the, the, the thing that sort of helped me get through it all, like, you know, just remembering, remembering and reflecting on the music that they made together, but also, you know, go listen to their song, Coming Home. Like, the minute um, I read the story, got it up there online, I went and played that song, and it hit a lot harder knowing that, you know, he's at peace now. He's with his uh, fiancée as well. So, you know, you, you want to try and put those good vibes uh, and put that spin on such a, a sad, tragic story like this. Yeah, I, I, I want to also probably mention the the Destroyer Alliance team who put together good things as well. Like, I imagine this news has probably hit them very hard as well. Um, you know, just on a on a on a local level. Yeah. Um, you know, being that they would have they would have been very very much across 
you know, Derek's wife passing and would have helped him through that and would have spent a lot of time talking to him, I imagine, and, and making sure that he was comfortable and making sure that he was, you know, cool to play and, and you know, making sure all of those things were taken care of. So I imagine they actually spent a lot of time with him while he was down here on the ground with them. And so, and, and I know they, they really do care about the artists they bring into Australia. Absolutely, I know yeah. They have a wonderful relationship with I Prevail, who I who I you know know quite well as well, and they, you know, they 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 treat them like family. So yeah, I know, I know that this would hit would be hitting them hard. So I want to say thoughts go out to them as well. Absolutely, and everyone involved in this as well too. And you know, just reach out, go uh, play some music as well too. And uh, if you need help with your own mental well being, do not forget there are organisations out there to help you through, like Lifeline. You can hit them up on thirteen eleven fourteen Beyond Blue on one three hundred double two four six three six, or you can Google your closest suicide prevention and crisis support organisation on Google. Make sure you do that. Um, now, turning back to new music this week, a big surprise for, for the both of us, and quite a lot of people actually, Lachlan Watt from The Racket released his new band that he's been working on with Mike from High Tension. The band's called Run, their first song's called For You, and didn't it smack us in the face? It really did, and yeah, it dropped on Monday, and like, yeah, no one saw it coming, and you know, it dropped pretty pretty hard. I've, I haven't seen the the hype for it stopping uh, all week. Like it's just been, you know, you know, media has been talking about it and people have been sharing it and like Lachlan's been, um, you know, sh- like reposting all of people's, you know, Instagram stories on his own saying thank you very much. And yeah, it's really cool. Like, you know, Locke's, Locke's done his time fronting bands. He's, you know, he's fronted a ton of bands over the years, uh, Nuclear Summer here in Brisbane. And, you know, he did a stint in Thy Art as well and, Psychropty, you know, Colossus as well, yeah. So it's it's yeah, not Colossus, it's not a situation yeah. of like uh, a radio guy who might have been in one band at one point. Like he's 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 played the field. Like he's he's been in the game for quite a bit of time as well, and you know, yep. tr- doubled his hand at different things. And I think teaming up with Mike from High Tension is just evident enough of like when you put two great heavy metal minds together you get this great song. Like, we didn't know what to expect. I knew that he'd been working on this. A lot of us did, actually. But we didn't know what kind of sound they were going to go for. However, when it came out, and the minute you hear Lockie's vocals, just holy shit. Like, we, we know he, we ha- he had that behind him. But, like, hearing it and, and hearing the final, like, the master of it all, it was just insane. And And not only that, like, a lot of this was done during his, like, his cancer. Like his treatment. cancer battle, that's right, yeah. So, you know, like, th- that has to be... There has to be a real catharsis for him right now, putting that out and, and, and having people feel it and, and, you know, let him know that they're, that they're feeling the, the what he's putting out, you know. And, like, there's got to be a real, like, uh, feeling of, like, there's such a weight off his shoulders. You know, he's obviously... He's coming out of the treatment now. I think he's still getting some rounds of chemo, but I think it's obviously it's a little bit less and, you know, it... He, uh, you know, they've told him that it's, you know, pretty well uh, taken care of. But, yeah. Um, you know, and he's, you know, he's back at the racket a lot more uh, consistently now. And, you know, so for, for him, like, there must just be a, like, oh, it's so nice to finally get this out there in the world and, and to share, like, maybe there was anger or grief or, you know, bargaining. Fear, bargaining, yeah, exactly. All those, all those feelings and emotions, through. yeah. Yeah, during that time, you know, like that—that that must just be. 
and but also possibly like feel really alien to him now because he you know on the other side of things you'd feel like a different person yeah spot on it's like all the bands who write you know those hard-hitting songs when they're going through really difficult times and then all of a sudden they're in the clear they have to revisit those moments they went through once the uh, album songs and all that start getting released yeah i mean one good thing about that sort of stuff is you know once stuff's released into the world you know people apply their own meanings and interpretations onto it. so it's not necessarily it, it it is very personal to that person. It doesn't necessarily have to be the story that gets put out there in the world, but it I mean it'll always stick with them as that's what that's what the song is about. But you know, once it's out there, people will talk about it in their own context and exactly you know, put their own spins like on it. Just like rubbing salt into the wound for you, you know. Yeah, that's it. Uh, now, if you're more punk oriented, bad cop, bad cop. Now. They've been around for quite a few years now. They played the very first download festival back in 2018. And I'll, I'll admit this, I had no idea who they were beforehand. But they're signed to Fat Records, which is uh, obviously Fat Mike's from NoFX's record label. Uh, yeah. And they put out their new song, Simple Girl, this week. And that's from their forthcoming album, The Ride, which is going to be out in June. And I feel like they've, they, I feel like they've made an impact in Australia enough for people to jump on board with them, especially the punk community. And I know for a fact, all of our Perth listeners, there is a massive punk community over that way. Yeah. I I listened to the song this morning and I really like it. I'm not usually a big punk guy, but I, I really liked them. They were one of my, they were one of my favorite interviews that I did on ground at download festival yeah. in 2018. And it, it was like, <laughs> it's really funny. I had my pull up banner uh, for the faction there and I was getting all of the bands to sign it and all of that sort of stuff. <laughs> I know this story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, they came along and, and I will preface this by saying no one had actually drawn dicks on my banner yet. Um, but these girls came along and they said, look, all of these things we always sign, guys always draw dicks all over the, the banner or the, you know, the poster or whatever it is we're signing. So we're going to draw vaginas. So it started something and people then, start, everyone came along and started drawing. Gave their own crack at it too. And it was great. Like there, there, there was some good ones on there. And like, you know, yeah. it, it, it starts a new trend that, that vaginas can be included in tagging detailed. too. <laughs> yeah. And it just goes to show that the kind of humor that they have behind them as well. So like, you know. No, I love it. I, I, I loved it because it was, it really was, it, it smashed home the message they wanted. Was just like, yeah, vaginas belong here too. Yep, spot you know, on, exactly. And, and, yeah, you know, women belong here amongst this as well. And 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 everyone who came along after it was such good natured about it. And they, you know, it was great. And and this song is kind of about that as well. It's like I'm not a simple girl. Like I'm fucking take me seriously. I'm yeah. here to stay. You know, like that's what it's about. It's and good. So it's like, yeah, fucking. Power to them. Need a role model in the punk world? That's who you follow. That that's I can't talk highly enough about the girls. So make sure you get behind them as well. They're called Bad Cop, Bad Cop. Right? Do it. Yep. Uh, yours truly put out their new song as well, Composure. Their first taste of new music since the release of their Afterglow EP. And this is another great upcoming pop punk band who we are going to watch flourish into this amazingly beautiful flower and send off into the world once we can send bands overseas again. They're just so consistent. Yeah. They're just, like, there's, they just pump out banger after banger. And, it, like, they just, they're so, 
it, they're so accessible while also having it such an edge to them. Like there's like you can you can hear uh, you know like commercial radio getting behind them, but oh they, yeah, but they're just they've got they've got something to them that has that's authentic and edgy, and it's just like. Just, yeah, more of this, please. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you take a look at the bands that we have in Australia who are in the similar boat. You've got Stan Atlantic, Tonight Alive, Stateside, Eat Your Heart Out, like, and chuck yours truly in there. there there's a five-bracket band right there who are doing great things for the, the pop-punk alternative rock genre in Australia and just Ooh. getting, like, recognition worldwide. I mean, um, yours truly had the opportunity to play, like, uh, Riot Festival, I think it was, last year. Over in mm-hmm. the states, and like you know, for a band of like of that stature to to get an honor like that, it's it's just incredible, and you know, it, it's a testament to what they've been able to do in such a short amount of time. I say short amount of time. Whenever I mention that, it's somewhere under like ten years of being in a band together. But with that said, like they're putting out great stuff, and you can't help but just get on board. Yeah, agreed. Uh, now. If you're stuck in isolation and you're looking for different ways to keep yourself occupied, we've spoken about this in the past, like Parkway Drives, Viva the Underdogs will be out on Friday. They streamed that on YouTube not too long ago. Uh, Every Time I Die, just over the weekend, released their Tid the Season performance from last year. So Tid the Season... by Hate Five Six. Hate Five Six, yeah, who was down under for Invasion Fest doing some stuff with them. Now, yep. if you don't know what Tid the Season is, it's essentially... Um, Every Time I Die's music festival that they put on in December in their hometown of Buffalo. Now, this idea was kind of what stemmed them getting that um, key to the city or, you know, having the day named after them, Every Time I Die Day. So their hometown heroes, much like Violent Soho, are of Mansfield and Brisbane. Every Time I Die are hometown heroes of Buffalo. And this is your opportunity to see what a hometown show in Buffalo looks like with Every Time I Die. And it was just phenomenal. It was... If you didn't get what you wanted from their set at Unify when they came down under, like, this is what you need to watch. Chuck it on your TV, big screen it, and just turn it up loud. It's great. It's Every Time I Die doing what they do best. And it just makes you want to see them down under again. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to my boy Doug Gabanko. He uh, he actually travelled over to Buffalo to, to watch that show. Uh, he'd been promising himself that he was going to go for the last yeah. ten years, and uh, finally, finally he uh, he saved enough money and he and his uh, partner Beck went over and and enjoyed the show. They had a ball. They said they said it was so surreal being there. He dreamed of going to that show for so long, and you know last year was a really big one. And uh, yeah, it was a and yeah, he he said it was just amazing to be there. So I guess watching it on, you know, the Hate Five Six YouTube channel is probably the next best thing. Exactly. Yeah, and it it kind of like you know brings us back to what we have in Australia. I mean, the Emity Affliction doing the Heaven and Hell Festival in Brisbane, like a hometown show like that. Mm. We need to see more of this oh, happening. More big that bands. What happened this year? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's not, just hitting like a ton of bricks. Let's not think about that. Let's move on and Fuck. talk about. Some good stuff that's going to be happening at the end of the week. The Used are finally releasing their hey! new album, Heartwork. Yeah. It's been getting a lot of really great reviews coming up to the to the release of it. There's been a lot of people really excited. They dropped, they've, they've been dropping like a couple of tracks off the, the record at various different media outlets to premiere. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like they dropped one called Obvious Blase uh, with Travis Barker on it. Uh, 
over the weekend, as well as Cathedral Bell. With Cathedral Bell, is a bit of a different one for them. It's it's a very uh, new uh, contemporary, like sort of alternate rock, uh, you know, vibey sort of sound, vibey sounding, and uh, you know, there's and there's been a couple of others as well that's dropped it sort of. It's a very large, uh, you know, media outlets in the states and all that sort of stuff. So check all those out. There's there's plenty of tracks on the record. I think there's sixteen. So there's there's plenty to there's plenty to check out there. And not to but, forget uh, as well, like they put the song out with Jason Butler, like just before yeah. we went into Christmas lockdown last year. And uh, this one should excite you, Brownie. I know there's going to be a big focus uh, on Friday for. Uh, the song featuring Mark Hopper. So I know you're a big fan. So. Yeah, he's a good egg. Like I, I've already listened to the album. I didn't. I didn't review it because I didn't think I could do it enough justice. Kelsey did it at Wall of Sound, so you can check that out there. I think th- the songs that they've done the collaborations with. So Jason Butler of Fever Three Three Three, Mark and Travis from Blink, and Caleb Shomo from Beartooth. I think out of all of them, I really enjoyed the Travis Barker one. Um, yeah. the, the most out of all, all of them, obvious blase. Uh, the lottery with Caleb Shomo was great because, you know, you chuck Caleb Shomo on anything and it, it takes a song <laughs> from one level to the next. Like the Silver Scene song. Like that. Yeah. And then, you know, you go back to Blow Me with uh, Jason Butler. Just, you know, it's the U's harking back to their early post-hardcore days with a taste of what they've learned over the years and that progression and a couple of guesties. So, like, if you enjoy all of that, then guarantee you're going to be pulling your emo threads out again and, and getting the eyeliner totally. out again. Totally, man, totally. Uh, but if you're more inclined to listen to metal, and let's face it, who isn't, Trivium, I dare say, have uh, the album of the week this week, What the Dead Men Say. It's a fantastic follow-up to The Sin in the Sentence. And I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the show or not, but uh, I was having a really shit week when I was reviewing The Sin in the Sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, putting it on and having listened to it, like, I was... And we spoke about this last week, actually. Like, if you're in a shit mood, it can kind of um, change the it way... It. It yeah, change the way it. that you feel about writing something. Um, and that album put me in such, that album put me in such a good mood. It made me feel better. So I couldn't shy away from giving it a 10 out of 10 this week. I I still feel that what the dead men say is deserving of yet another perfect score for Trivium. Wow. Okay. Nice. I feel like, you know, I I just love how the catchiness of the, all of these, these new songs are all like, I've only heard the singles. I haven't heard the full album, but all the singles so far have been heavy as balls, but they've all got such catchy choruses. I get them stuck in my head for days. Yep. See, Heafy's just really grown into his own and, and, and found himself as a frontman for this band. You know, he, he's he's the Hetty of Trivium, really. His personality, he's a great songwriter, great lyricist, and just knows how to play um, play the guitar so well. And I mean, like... Are you talking about Papa Het? Are you talking yep. about, about Hetty, Papa Het, yep. And I feel, yeah, okay. I, I feel like, you know, tri- Trivium have been coming up the ranks for so many years now. And, like, I feel like we can take them away from having that upcoming metal, like, tagline. Like, they, they've cemented themselves. They, they really are, like, here with the greats. And, like, evidence enough is just following the albums that they've been putting out over the years. And, yes, you know, some albums are hit and miss and that kind of thing. But, you know, two from two perfect albums, I feel like they've finally found their footing. And uh, yeah, we've got there's there's a couple of other bangers out this week as well. I mean, Dance Gavin Dance is obviously out this Friday as well, and you know that's another one where every single so far has just been just like so immersive and so I love what they do with the film clips and 
and the the song like I know I know you have a problem with Tillian's voice and I don't, yep. I don't understand it but like <laughs> I don't I fully don't um it's the, I, I feel like he's the best vocalist they've ever had uh but anyway because uh, like fuck Johnny Craig but yep um but yeah like the you know, like they just involve their fans so so well like. The, the film clip for Three Wishes the other day. I, I, have you watched it? The one with the mural, yeah? No, no, that's the one for Lyrics Live. Oh, okay, Three, right. Three Wishes, they asked all of their fans to submit little 20-second clips of themselves doing, you know, you know, going crazy in isolation. So maybe oh, they're yeah, doing... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's, like, you know, people out, like, sweeping the, the lawn and, you know, there's a person, like, vacuuming on their roof and... You know, like oh, the, so doing crazy like stuff that's outrageously yeah, not what you're supposed to be doing. It might be just, just slightly wrong, you know? Yeah, like, gotcha. <laughs> so, it, like, they've involved, and, you know, there's a little clip there of, like, Tillian brushing his teeth and all of that sort of stuff. There's, it's, it's very, again, very wholesome. The guys have, you know, they've involved their fans. They haven't been able to put together a film clip as such because, you know, they're in isolation like everyone else. And, you know, they've... They found a way to crowdsource a film clip and make everyone feel a part of it. Which is good because it's not just them doing it as well. Too. A lot of bands have jumped on this bandwagon. Neck Deep, Blink182 uh, Blink did it as well. Uh, yeah, and yeah. It's, it's good because it's, you know, we're all, it's showing us we're all in this together. So let's do something memorable that we can reflect on and throw back to in years to come. Yeah, yeah, totally. So look, I and, mad respect for the boys. I, I'll, I'll give the album a listen. Um, yeah, do it. Man. I'm not. I'm do not. It. I'm not saying I'm going to enjoy it, but I'll be pleasantly surprised if I can get into it. Yeah, just just pick a song that hit you hard. You know, like just go that one. That, that one. one that's the one that did yeah. it. Yeah, um, and then closer to home as well. I mean, sort of at home, and also across the ditch, the Dutch uh, over to New Zealand as well. So. These these guys are from the Gold Coast, but they're originally from uh, New Zealand as well. Uh, these four walls, they're dropping their album, This Is Not A Future. And again, it's one of those ones where like all of the reviews have been super positive so far. And, you know, it's a big anthemic record. Like these guys do, you know, like that prog-tinged alternate rock. Like, you know, they're sort of, they sit somewhere between Carnival and Dead Letter. Yeah, gotcha. And, okay, yeah. And they, and they've, like just the vocal is just so strong in this band, and the so I, I just I want everyone to you know yes okay it's a big chocker block week but but check these guys out as well these For something guys, on a local level yeah like they toured with the butterfly effect last year you know like they they have the respect of you know all the prog of, community the prog community and like they you know all of their records like go top ten if not number one in New Zealand every time they release something. So it's very, very much a possibility this time around as well. And you know, I'd love to see that translate a little more over into Australia because these guys uh I, I think are so worth following. Yeah, sweet. These four walls they're called? Yeah. I right, jump on that. I'll add them to my list as well too as I slowly make more way into prog. Uh, now we're going to, we're going to leave it with the big dogs. We mentioned them before on Friday, you're going to be able to rent and own the Viva the Underdog story. Uh, but Parkway Drive have been making a bit of news this week, actually. Um, and like some of it's been like an insight to the band and some of it has been, well, just a whole bunch of hogwash from certain media outlets spreading rumors for clicks, really. 
You know, yeah. like, I'm not going to go into too much detail about it all, but, like, there was a rumour that got put around of the band playing Unify next year just because of the fact that Unify is doing the All-Australian uh, lineup next year. And why, mm. and, you know, why wouldn't they? Because they're Australian and it makes sense. You know, it, it it's it's not. Like, it doesn't make sense just because of that. You know, this is a band, and, and no disrespect to Unify or anything along the lines of that, but, you know, this is a band yeah. who has played Wacken and, you know, thousands upon thousands, tens of thousands of people. And then they had this uh, tour lined up to the Viva the Underdogs tour to go around and play some of the biggest venues in the world. So, like, you know, I feel like... They've graduated away from festivals like Unify, if that makes sense. Oh, look, I, I don't know if they. I, I personally don't think they've necessarily graduated out of that. I think. I think you know, if if it were, if it felt right and they were, you know, asked, they would do it. But yep. um, the the thing is, is that, um, you know, you can't just go around making statements like it's truth, and then you know, like essentially wasted the band a bit of the band's time. By the fact that they then have to go and issue a statement saying they're not. Like, yeah, this is not. That's right. Yeah, so, because it's so a lot of waste their time. A lot of what a lot of people don't realise is like when, when you chuck sort of things out like that, um, it, it you know it saying that this is it. this is true, saying that this is true. You know, it not only hurts the band, it, it hurts uh, that the promoters, the fans who want to go to fans, these events, yeah. everything like that. Yeah. So like you know, I I know people are going to call me a hypocrite because I do my rolling coverage every year, but I use use that as it's like you know, take it with a it's grain of salt fact. here's this band this band has released an album they haven't come to australia in x amount of years we could see them it's always a case yeah, of that's, maybe that's speculation you're yeah. not out there making statements yeah spot on yeah so you know that's yeah. that's one thing that sort of got cleared up this week and a shout out to higo for getting to the bottom of that one but also uh winston's made a big call in regards to how heavy music's being treated in australia yeah, I feel like this kind of like plays into that as sort of like you know, it, it's sort of treated a little bit like a like a like a bit of a circus off to the side to you know you know you pick the biggest of the lot and then make a circus out of it to get clicks and that sort of stuff. But you know the 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 thing is so Winston, shout out to our like sister podcast, the Green Room podcast over at Handshake Media Group. G'day, Nealos. Yeah, so it, it they they did the interview with with Winston and part of it was in there Winston sort of got onto the topic of how he feels like heavy music he, his words uh were is belittled in Australian uh you know in the Australian scene and all that sort of stuff and you know uh, that that resonated a lot with me and and a lot of heavy music fans I would say it's just you know there's a you know and we've talked about it before as well Brownie you know you know with you know things like the treatment like of the arias, you know, putting like an eight-second clip throwing to the ads, you know, announcing the heavy music award and all exactly. that sort of stuff. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And and you know, there's there's such a lot of and his his point in there was like about how there is such great art that has been made by such great heavy music artists uh, that isn't necessarily given and focus. And of course, you know, he he's not saying it should be the only thing that is focused on. But I think what he's saying is there is such a swathe of uh, amazing art out there that isn't getting the attention it deserves. Maybe because it, it just, you know, people think, oh, no, no, no. It's angry just, music, yeah. It's just angry. There's not going to be any substance really to this. not really saying anything. Yeah, whereas when you break down, you know, the, 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 the topics that are being covered and 
the the language being used and the the artistry and the lyricism and and the concepts and the you know uh, the themes and all that sort of stuff that are being discussed there's so much more depth and and breadth in what is being discussed there than you know uh you know perhaps oh no i'm sad because my girlfriend left me or you know like it or you maybe not even you know like let's go drink or let's party or you know oh it's good times you know all the time uh that you might see in pop music and 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 other kinds of music and he says the same he's like look i listen to pop music i listen to dissonant music i listen to weird music i listen to heavy music he said it's all like all of it deserves airtime is what he's saying. Yeah, exactly. And the same thing like when, when I interviewed him at Good Things Festival talking about the, the ARIA Awards, he's like, one day I want to see a heavy music, music artist nominated in the best album category, not categorised to just the best album in the best heavy metal release. Like, get 100%. Us, get like, all music on par with each other. Yeah, reverence in the year that they were nominated and that they won that award. Like, it deserved to be in the running for best album. Spot like, on. It, it Same deal just... with North Lane last year as well. Yep. I, I still yes, wholeheartedly yes. agree oh with that. God. Yeah. Yes. Like, it deserved to be in the running for that. And it, it's, yeah, it, it's just because, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's, a, it, it's, it's, a systemic, it's, it's a systemic issue of, you know, there's there needs to be um, more visibility, I think, at the top end of town. Uh, or at least, you know, a look-in given to, you know, and some opinions asked of people that are involved in the scene, you know, to be able to actually make an informed decision about that these things perhaps need a look-in, you know? Exactly. It's kind of like they need to, and I don't know how the RE Awards work, so, you know, don't quote me on this. It's kind of like they need to bring in, like, the, the new breed of uh, music critics or people who work in the music industry who can offer their opinions because let's face yeah, it, some of the old... wrong. they are voted on by industry. Yep, uh, but you only get to vote on the categories that you specialize in, right? Specialize in, yes. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, which is strange because years ago, um, back in my commercial radio days, a couple of my fellow radio announcers got to vote, and when it came to the heavy awards, they they gave it to me to chuck a vote in because they didn't know who any of the bands were. But like mm. you know, just because of their stature and who they were, they got more of an opportunity to vote across more categories. Yeah. yeah. So, That's like, it. yeah, look, it's a situation of, like, things need to change moving forward. I'm glad this conversation is happening because the more it happens, the more it puts a spotlight on our scene, on our music industry, and how more bands like Parkway from the heavier group deserve that recognition or even just a mention of, like, hey, you know, these guys are doing great things and have it go for 12 seconds as opposed to 9 seconds, you know what I mean? <laughs> Baby steps well, will get there eventually. That's it. And, and, like, I don't know about you, Brownie, but, like, the sentiments that Winston speak speaks about in that rant that he had, his words he said was a rant. Um, like, does it resonate with you? Is that, is that the reason why you do what you do? Because that's that's me. I like a lot of the reason why I do what I do in terms of PR and in terms of the faction is moving perception forward in Australian media, in Australian society. Yeah, it's pushing forward the perception of heavy music into maybe into the ears of people who never necessarily listen to heavy music or, yeah. you know, uh, you know, it's, it's moving it forward and moving 
you know, and and expanding the reach of heavy music. I mean, does, does that does that sit with you? One one hundred percent. See, there were there were times where I was you know bashing my head against the brick wall when I was working in commercial radio because I was like, here's a great local band. Uh, you know, for example, Violent Soho. They just put out a really soft song, uh, and it would be great for you know local radio because they're from here, you know, right here in Brisbane, essentially. And the the mentality I got was like, we're not interested because of the band, not so much the music. It's kind of like a cool by association thing, if you will. And like, all I want to do is change the stigma associated with heavy music, like being considered, it's the devil's music. They worship and sacrifice goats to that. Well, yeah, sure. If you're an, you're a Norwegian black death metal band, then maybe that might be the case. But like, <laughs> not all bands are the same. And like, you've just got to give like each band a listen. There's bands out there who are the heaviest of heavy, who release some of like the most melodic songs you will ever listen to that are worthy mm. of a spot on commercial radio, but they won't be given a chance or an opportunity because people associate that band with this song over here, which is nothing in comparison to the one that you're trying to push forward. So like if you can get more people listening to heavy music and not just the heavy songs, but like the different elements of what these bands do, then who knows? It can open the floodgates. And that's what essentially happened for me. Like I did commercial radio for 10 years, like five years into it. I was like, there's bands like Parkway Drive, Amity, Story of the Year. I really want to get on commercial radio because I feel like they'll do well. And then you've got bands who got played on commercial radio like Cobra Starship, Panic at the Disco, All Time Low, who like are in that scene and showcasing, you know, what other bands they listen to and they tour with, but everyone just turned a blind eye because they were just focused on what they knew. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Radio is too scared to make a jump and try things. I'm going on record saying that. No, I'll back that to the hilt, man. But uh, look... We're all motivated enough to get out there and support our favourite bands, and we want to continue doing that, and we need your help to do it. So spruik your favourite bands, give them a shout-out, share them out on social media, tell people about them, and uh, don't forget to check in next week when the Matter of Faction podcast returns, all thanks to the Handshake Media Network. Oh, man. That's it. He's Pricey. I'm Brownie. Let's get out of here for another week. Be good to each other, and uh, stop touching yourself. You've been listening to the Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie.